the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD, fresh back from a vacation to Japan and Hong Kong and Singapore, returning to a world that's about ready to explode, Ken. I'm yeah, got, you're absolutely right there. I'm, I'm glad I got that last trip in. I will, I've been telling you the Democrats are going to get us into wars, and here we are. We got boots on the ground already in Israel and quietly and also in um, Ukraine and and uh, in Iraq, I understand that our troops there are under fire. Of course, they're not letting the press say anything about it. But uh, I've got a buddy that's in the reserves, and he uh, he was telling me some of what's going on. It's uh, it's going to be tense. It it is. It's it's a little nerve wracking to tell you the truth. But hang you know, you hang on one second, buddy. You talk. Okay. All right. Fine. But uh, yeah, you, I can't blame the Israelis at all because you know it's they didn't start it. It would, I don't know what the uh, what the Hamas guys were thinking over there. What 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 kind of response did they expect from Israel? To, I don't think they care. You know, I, I think that's that's the bottom line. Is well, they don't care about their own people, which is well, they, they don't care. You know, they they talk these young kids into being uh, jihadists and give their life for the cause and and. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, it's beyond it's beyond your imagination and my imagination. But if you hear this from infancy, and then you got some uh, mullah at uh, your school, your madrasa, or whatever it is, uh, pounding this in your head, and you read and memorize. I mean, you know how they learn to read and write by memorizing the Quran. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, you know what Quran means. I don't know that either. No, it means the recitation. So what Muhammad said was that um, since most of the people in the Arabian Peninsula at the time of his uh, his uh, preaching were illiterate, that everybody had to memorize part of being a Muslim is to actually memorize the the Quran word for word. But mm. not 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 many people do that. But the you know you get these young kids and you you have them do that and all they do is read the quran and rewrite the quran and memorize it and um and you're brainwashed essentially and you're brainwashed yeah and you don't know anything else so it's like at the end of world war ii the only people still standing behind hitler were the hitler youth yeah and you know you look at look at japan i mean look at uh, japan during world war ii you had these guys who would go out and fly an airplane with a bomb into a ship and kill themselves i mean and, and all in the name of honor and the emperor Exactly. Well, so you, you can't fight that. They're not going to surrender. No, you can't. You cannot change that. I mean, it's it's uh, not only is it uh, brainwashing, but it's an emotional uh, stance, an emotional response. 
that's awfully hard to break. I mean, you know, that's that's like trying to get people on the far left to sit down and listen to you. They they can't do it. <laughs> they just can't do it. Yeah, some of these Japanese, they held out to the 1970s in the jungle. I know. I was sending them care packages. <laughs> so this, you you have to eradicate them. Well, I I don't know what else you can do. Um, you got to get the, the, the kids. Once they're over twelve, the boys, it's pretty hard to change them. So um, you got to eradicate them. And people say, well, it's just uh, inhumane that we're displacing all these Palestinians. And, and I, my response is, well, where do you think these kids come from? You think they grow on trees? No, they grow in the wombs of of Muslim women. And uh, so, how are you going to stop that? Well, I mean. In war, there's there there are no innocents, and there's going to be collateral damage. You do your best not to injure women and children, but uh, I thought the Israelis were pretty uh, uh, pretty humane in saying, "Get out," because we're going to level northern. Yeah, yeah, you got a warning. Uh, yeah, you we're giving you seventy two hours to get your butts out of here. Because that's, that's more than they gave the Israelis, you know. Oh yeah, and then we're going to come in and bulldoze down all these buildings and root out all these tunnels and uh, get these guys. The only thing they can do. It's uh, self-survival at that point. Well, this is a good and bad thing for Biden. Obviously, he's won back all the Jewish votes that were leaning towards the Republicans. This will this will make him as long as he sticks with his his plan, his game plan, and what he says he's going to do. Uh, but he's lost the far left. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. I don't like him anymore. But that's a very small group anyway. That They're just noisy. Those, <laughs> Who else those, are they going to vote for anyway? Well, of course, me. <laughs> I will bring peace to the world. At <laughs> <laughs> any rate. Well, I'll so vote for the, you, Doc. You got my vote. That's why. Thank one. you. All the guys at the lunch table will vote for me. They're like, why don't you run for president? I say, you got a billion dollars? I'll run. You get somebody going to finance me? Well, you don't think, just need to start a pack. That's all. Well, I don't. You know, I don't have the name recognition, and uh, so that that would be tough to to sur- surmount because you've got people like Ron DeSantis and Trump and Biden. All these guys have been in politics for a long time and have a big name on top of it. All right. Well, and, aim for twenty four then. All right, I'll do it. Twenty four. Isn't that the cycle we're in now? <laughs> oh, that's right. We'd have to go for uh, uh, 28. 28. You probably don't want to do it at 28, though. Nah, too late in life. Yeah, well. So then all these kids on college campuses are being stirred up by a few radicals uh, to, uh, you know, condemn Israel and anti-Semitic rhetoric and uh, Ronald Louder. I don't know if you know who he I is. I do not know that name, no. L-A-U-D-E-R. Have you ever heard of Estee Lauder? Oh, certainly, yes. That was his father. His father and his uncle started Estee Lauder, a cosmetic company, and he uh, came on board in the 60s, I think, after he graduated from uh, Wharton Business School at UPenn. And uh, so he's a billionaire many times over. And he's been a big donor to UPenn, and he told the dean, he said, you know, you better clamp down on this nonsense or I'm not going to donate to you anymore. And remember, there's a lot of wealthy Jews that have donated to their universities and uh, uh, different uh, charities. And, uh, you know, if they say, I'm not going to donate anymore, I don't blame them. I wouldn't have donated anyway. I'm I'm not going to give money to these universities if I had it. They just teach these kids to uh, to 
preach anti-Semitism and uh, condemn anybody who doesn't agree with them or, uh, you know, tell these kids that the British were colonial thugs, uh, but France was good. Excuse me. <laughs> or Spain was good. I mean, come on. <laughs> how Columbus went to jail because of what happened in the New World uh, when, when the Crown found out how badly they were treating the Native Americans at that time. They put him in jail? I never heard that. Yeah. He died. I think he died in prison. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, he made a couple of trips back and forth before then, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. All right. So Louder told uh, Liz McGill, the president of Penn, cut the crap or you're not getting any more of my money. <laughs> you go, boy. I'm all for it. So Israel's going to destroy Hamas, and in doing so, they're going to have to destroy uh, a good chunk of the uh, of the uh, Gaza Strip, and now they're they're uh, getting fired on from the West Bank and Hezbollah and southern Lebanon, and uh, there's uh, Iranian troops in Iraq now and moving to the Syrian border, and I think we still have a base in, in Iraq, and they've been under fire too. So uh, we we actually took some drones out yesterday. Yeah, and a ballistic missile, I think. Yeah, coming from the Houthis. They're not nice people. <laughs> They're not, no. I don't even like the name. The Houthis? Yeah, the Houthis. The Houthis. Houthis, I guess it is, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we took those out. They were flying over some uh, some of our warships, and that's a no-no. No, you don't want to do that. But they were headed for Israel, so they're coming to get them from all sides. You're right. At any rate, things are not looking good for the no. home team. No, no. I don't know what's with my video. It just cut off. Oh, I I didn't notice. But you're right. It's on, yeah. I'll, that I was doing the slideshow. Doc's got a, had a slideshow going. Dang, that really upsets me. Well, we'll do it next week. Yeah, I think that uh, something's wrong with my camera. I'll have to check on that and get that fixed. But at least you can hear me. You still sound great, Doc. At least you can hear me. <laughs> That's right. And uh, so if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, um, I'll, I'll get it back up at halftime, but you can go ahead and listen to me anyway. I got an ugly face. You don't need to see it too much. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen to to the uh, Palestinians. Nobody wants them. You know, they've been kicked out of Egypt, Lebanon, Syria, and Jordan. Uh, I mean, you know, the Israelis have uh, really tried to help them. Can't help people who won't help themselves. Uh, it's just, you know, it's this fatalistic uh, ideology of Islam that uh, it's all in God's hands and it's God's will. And uh, I think that gives you a whole different perspective on life. But I must say, I was impressed that in Singapore, there really was not that you didn't get that feel of, of although there's a small Islamic population, you didn't get that feel of, of there being uh, separate from the rest of the community. But, you know, their, their premier, premier prime minister, whatever you want to call him, Lee, uh, who I think died and his son's now taken over. He was a, a de facto I mean, it's a de facto fascist state because they had basically a one-party system and a strong man at the top. But people liked it. They liked it. And uh, as I told you last week, they have some tough laws. If you shoplift, five years 
in jail. If you smuggle in narcotics, they'll hang you. And good. Good, good, good. I'm all <laughs> yeah, for it. Yeah, you get no argument for me on any of that right now, Don. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I think that, and I've said this before, that Islam is flawed in a number of ways. Um, and they need to undergo a reformation. They really do. You know, the, the Jews and the Christians had that uh, happen back in what the 13th, 14th century that, that was precipitated basically by uh, the, the plague and climate change and, uh, you know, and advances in, in uh, science and technology. When people started to understand that, you know, maybe this is not all God's will. Maybe just, some of this is just <laughs> nature, you know. <laughs> And you can't stop it. <clears throat> right. So, you know, that's that's the climate discussion today. I don't think that a lot of people don't realize that the planet just goes through stages. Yeah, and, you know, pandemics come and go. And, right. And I don't think that, I mean, certainly this one that we just went through is our, of our own making. But uh, the Black Plague, uh, n- n- nobody could have known at that time. You know, maybe the doctors realized that there was something that was being spread. And, you know, those funny outfits that they wore with the big beaks on them. Yeah. Yeah, those were actually uh, they're the current hazmat suit back in the 14th century. Really? <laughs> yeah. So they, they were covered from head to foot. And, you know, they taped the you know, so nothing can get in their pants legs. And the, uh, the big beak was a, a, a filter. So they could filter out the air. I thought it was just a Halloween contest. Well, it, it could have been. But, <laughs> but uh, look, I'm a platypus. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 or an aardvark. I'm not Whatever. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we've got warships, and we've got several thousand troops over there, and then we've got our base in Iraq, and of course, this idiot Biden got us out of Afghanistan. So, so we would have had a base. On both sides of Iran, on the east and west sides of Iran, now we only have it on the east side, and that's fairly far away from the border because I believe it's in the middle of Iraq. So uh, we still in, we have a Saudi bases still. Well, I'm sure we do quietly yeah. have Saudi bases, but uh, that's still pretty far away from. I mean, I guess you could use it as a, a platform to uh, look for missiles and. Uh, rockets and drones being fired from Iran, but I think the Iranians will just move them over to the uh, to to Lebanon and uh, have uh, have the Hezbollah people do it for them. And I understand they've got thousands of rockets, Ken. Now I don't know how big they are, and they've even got some ballistic missiles, as we saw from uh, from uh, Yemen fired the what yesterday or the day before. Well, Hezbollah will have to decide how much punishment they want well i don't think they care you know that just the, the leaders will get just get these kids to go out and do their dirty work for them uh they're they're not gonna get their hands dirty yeah but if the if the israelis catch them they're you know or find, find them or know where they are they're dead meat yeah some of the hamas the leaders are not in you know gaza no you know, it's like <laughs> they yeah, got so out of there a long time ago yeah Yasser Arafat, when he was uh, the big man in the PLO, you know where his wife and kid were? They were in an apartment in Paris. Okay, yeah, I see. They this. lived in Paris. He wasn't. <laughs> They're not stupid. Yeah. No, he's not stupid. I mean, uh, and he and his brother back during World War II, they were 
pro-Nazis, anti-Semites, they were all for the Holocaust. And then that sweet old Jimmy Carter, everybody thinks is so wonderful, is embracing Yasser Arafat. Oh, my God. Mm. This, this is, oh, I'm sorry about that noise. Our AC went out and the AC guy is here working. So, Oh, that's important. You, you might hear a little background noise, folks. I apologize in advance. Nice day, uh, though. You should have the windows open then. Oh, yeah. And then I could hear all the sirens going by, too. <laughs> but at uh, any rate, uh, so y- y- you've got uh, a whole uh, generational uh, anti-Semitic, kill all the Jews, uh, get rid of Israel. Uh, and all this uh, has been fed by directly by Jimmy Carter when he walked away from the Shah and embraced uh, Yasser Arafat. I mean, come on! What are you? Are you crazy? These people are are, are fanatics. They they hate Jews. They hate us. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They hate us, and uh, I, I I just don't understand how anybody can praise Carter. I mean, he just destroyed our foreign policy. He's embroiled us in a hundred year war in the Middle East. This is going to be one battle after another. We've already had two declared wars and uh we've been in afghanistan we're still in iraq we're fighting now in in, in israel um you know th- this is just stupid when carter lost me when he cut the speed limit to 55 remember remember when he did that that wasn't very nice no it wasn't <laughs> but the police were happy because they could give out more tickets <laughs> oh sure yeah it was good for for governments everywhere that yeah was, that was he was annoying he was yeah. He really couldn't do anything correctly. Well, he did put Volcker in as the uh, chairman of the Fed, and Volcker ended the recession by uh, and the inflationary spiral upward by raising the interest rates into the nosebleed section. And that did end the, the uh, Great Recession of the 1970s. So um, he did do that right. Uh, other than that, I'm not quite sure what he did. Well, there was a disastrous... Uh helicopter incident trying to get the hostages out yeah that i mean it, it, it was just one thing after another with him it seemed. yeah and 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 i think that what we see the democrats do is they want to decrease military spending by one or two percent which is a, a big percentage when you consider we're only spending about 20 percent of our of our um, federal tax dollars on uh on the military. So you cut it by 1%, you know, you've cut a lot of money out of the military. And, uh, and then they say, well, we don't need them. And then all of a sudden, guess what? <laughs> We've got fighting all over the world, right? Yeah. We got fighting all over the world because they're weak. They look weak. And uh, the Russians moved into the Ukraine and said, they won't do anything. Americans won't do anything. And basically they were right. You know, we again came to the party late with, with uh, some aid, but, uh, yeah, we're still we still haven't gotten the F 16s over there. I don't know why this is taking so long. I don't know why. I mean, this is ridiculous. And the Israelis, uh, you know, we we have some some agreements with them that we will come to their aid, and we have been their their uh, their wingman and their their backup big brother for what forty fifty years now, and we're not going to stop doing that. I don't think under any president. Unless somebody like uh, uh, Ramaswamy gets in, and he's probably anti-Muslim and anti-Jew, but 
I don't think there's much uh, worry no, about that. <laughs> no, I think he'll drop out soon. Yeah. They're starting to fall off. We'll be left with uh, DeSantis and Trump, I think, in the end. It'll be, yeah, it'll be basically a run between DeSantis and Trump. And I don't think that DeSantis is going to take Trump as long as Trump stays on the course he's on. And I see where uh, he's appealed some of these gag orders and a federal judge said, yeah, this, you can't do that. You can't put this gag order on him. I mean, you know, you're, you're cutting into his first amendment rights. So. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I think it'll be those two. Um, when the, uh, by the time we get to the Florida primary. And then did you see the wall street journal actually has a video, uh, that they have posted on their news site, uh, of real time real time at that time, uh, uh, security videos of that hospital in the Gaza Strip and the explosion, and they got some of the satellite uh, video too, and pretty conclusively have shown that it was the uh, Hamas's own weapon that <laughs> blew up. And it blew up in the parking lot. It didn't even do that much damage to the hospital. Really? No, didn't do that much damage. Oh. And the, de- the death toll was nowhere near what... Yeah, they said it was 500 or something. Nah, they're they're they've downed it. Uh, you know the the uh, the in, intel guys have downgraded it. They say maybe 150 people. Well, right. if we'll see what happens. Well, they might have had some something to set up in a parking lot where they were treating people because it was you know they're in a war zone. So yeah, and I'm sure that there were people that were milling around because everybody's being pushed south in the hospitals in the southern part of the Gaza Strip. So there were probably people hanging out in the parking lot. Thinking it was a safe spot, right. Yeah, and trying to get into the ER and, and uh, get taken care of. And, yeah. Or, well, they were trying to get away from Israelis. They were, should have been trying to get away from their own people. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not sure that that uh, mindset, that intellectual uh, grasp and mindset is there. Uh, you know, like, you would think that if you're, you know, several miles away from the Israelis and you're looking over the hill and seeing how prosperous they are and seeing how well organized they are and seeing all the great things they're doing for their people, uh, that you would say, hey, why don't we do that? <laughs> but that's not what they want. They say, hey, we want to go in there and take what they got. That's right. We want to kill them all. We want to kill them and take it. And then they'll just run it down. And uh, well, guess what, folks? The rest of the world's not going to let you do that. So. I, I hope not. Um, I would think that uh, China's going to waffle on this, and of course the Russians—they're—they're they're already bad mouthing the Israelis. And uh, well, they need a, they need Iranian weapons to keep the Ukrainian thing going. Yeah, and, uh, and so you know the the weapons are going here, there, and everywhere, and a lot of them are ending up in the hands of Hamas and Hezbollah. Uh, somebody explain this to me. How on earth do we let this happen? I guess it's it's a it's a situation where people say, "Well, is this really my concern, or is this a concern of uh, the, the people in that area? Can't they take care of their own problems?" And again, I come back to we are the last best hope for humanity, and and uh, you know, if it wasn't for us, it'd be a very dark world indeed. If it wasn't for England and her children, it would be a very very dark world indeed. And uh, I'm I'm just grateful that we are who we are and have what we have, and we have the ability to step up and uh, and be the stalwart and the defender and champion of democracy, even if it's a democracy that's not all that 
democratic-like, in your opinion, Singapore. But uh, to me, that's what the Singapore people want, and and they have a relatively free press. They don't get Fox News or anything. You know, everybody around the world gets CNN, so they don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> but uh, but the the uh, the electronic age is in Singapore, and people can they can go to Facebook and YouTube, and they can they can get Fox on their cell phone and their computer, and you know they travel all over. And they, I mean, they're very for a country that size, uh, I think they have a pretty good grasp of of what's going on in the world. If um, if you consider that, you know, a lot of the population is not going to be politically astute, just like in the United States or any big country either. Um, but you know, I was impressed that that they are very cognizant of uh, the world around them and. Uh, their interactions with the Malaysians seem pretty friendly. They go over there to shop uh, and, you know, they, they have a good relation. They want a good relationship with Malaysia because they're right on the Malay Peninsula and they're a tiny little postage stamp on the tip of this big country <laughs> that, that occupies all of the peninsula and the largest population city in the world now is Kuala Lumpur, the capital of Malaysia. So, but it's chaotic relative to Singapore. There's no doubt about that. Well, the Singapore, they, they seem to like their law and order. And their organization, too. You know, It's orderly. It's an orderly life. Fairly. I mean, you know, it's not. There's no perfect life, but they, they built quite a nice city there. I'm, I was impressed, and I'm, I'm just shocked at what they do and how they've done it. And uh, fascinating, very fascinating. To Watching see the that. skyline, look at the skyline. It's a pretty affluent city. Looks like it's, uh, you know, world-class all the way. Oh, world-class, yeah. And uh, the the, uh, the port is big, and they're, they're producing gasoline and kerosene and diesel for the Australians and selling that. They've got a big shipping industry. They've, they're a financial center. Uh, they've got, I mean, they've got all the major... U.S. finance companies over there and, and uh, insurance companies and all that. You go by the buildings and you see you see American company names all over the place. So they they are doing well. Doc, it's getting close to a break here. You want to do a question? Yeah, do a question, guy. Let's do a question. I didn't see – I was over at the office the other day, and I didn't see any coffee mugs on the table. Are you out? You got to – I didn't see any coffee mugs out there. Well, I haven't been there. I got to go back in the, in the storage area and get some. You restock, yeah. I got to restock, baby. <laughs> okay, uh, today's uh, question, and if you've been listening to the first half of the show, you know the answer already, because the question always deals with something we talked about in the first half of the show. And today's question is: uh, By the way, this is for two Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs. That's two Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs. If you're the first person to answer the question correctly, and the question is a simple, pretty simple question today: Is uh, Doc? Standing behind Israel or Hamas? Remember my last name, Handelman. And that, should, that should give it away. <laughs> All right, I'm Dr. Bill, and I'll stand by my side, and we'll be right back. And that number to call one more time, 877-969-8600. See you on either side, Doc. Bye-bye. Here's the latest from the Answer News Center. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington.
More airstrikes by Israel on targets across Gaza overnight. Two airports in neighboring Syria were hit as well. And Lebanon's Hezbollah terrorist group is firing missiles at Israel. And the Israeli Air Force has traded fire with them as well. A ground offensive in Gaza is still expected and probably soon. Philippine officials say a Chinese Coast Guard ship and an accompanying vessel rammed a Philippine Coast Guard ship and a military-run supply boat near a contested shoal. This encounter is heightening fears of an armed conflict in the disputed South China Sea. No injuries aboard the Filipino ship and damage assessment of both vehicles is underway. Chinese state media reports that Foxconn, a Fortune 500 company that makes iPhones, is being subjected to searches by Chinese tax authorities. This is SRN News. Attention. KM860, The Answer. Listen on our website, theanswertampa.com. 93.7 FM. W229DJ Deneaton. By downloading The Answer Tampa app or on TuneIn or Odyssey. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical. Located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare Clinic, offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an in-office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727 384 When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket costs a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi. 727-577-2220. 727-577-2220. The latest from AccuWeather at the top and bottom of the hour. Only on AM860, The Answer. Pleasant day today with times of sun and clouds, high 85. For tonight, partly cloudy, low 67. Tomorrow, nice day. Sunshine and a few clouds, high 88. Tomorrow night, mainly clear, low 68. And for Tuesday, mostly sunny and pleasant, high 86. Get your weather news when and how you want it, wherever you are. Download our free app or visit AccuWeather.com. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Melissa Carter for AM860, The Answer. because I lost the feed. All right, and we're back. I'm Dr. Bill, your radio MD. We're doing a radio show. I've got Ken by my side. We were talking about the Israeli uh, situation and uh, 
what these idiot Democrats have dragged us into and how that's going to end up. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to what I predicted a year or two ago. And that? War. War. <laughs> All out war. Okay. All out war, baby. Not just a little bit of war, a lot of war. Well, you are squarely on Israel's side. And Rick Plummer of Tampa knew that. Well, good, Rick. Congratulations, Rick. You're a winner. You're the first caller. And he gets the uh, two Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee bugs this week. So, Rick Palmer in Tampa, congratulations, and thanks to everybody who tried to win today. Yeah, and Rick, thanks for being with us. We love you, we need you, and we want you. I think I heard that at an AA meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so, now we know that uh, the Palestinians blew up their own hospital. And uh, I don't hear anybody walking that back, though. And I guess, what's her name? Talise, uh, what's that congresswoman's name? Talise, the, the Muslim from uh, Minnesota. Uh, you know who I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, the name's not coming to me either. Yeah, she hadn't said it. I mean, she, you know. No, I, I haven't heard anybody trying to push that again. So I think the the, the proof apparently is pretty conclusive. Yep. And uh, Nikki Haley, who, as you know, was a U.N. ambassador for a while, uh, Qatar is offering some aid. And she said, you know, don't fall for that. I know the Qataris and uh, they're they're just going to use this as leverage for something else. And don't fall for any more of their assistance on getting hostages back because it's probably not uh, not uh, genuine. But I don't know. You never know. Who's that? A cutter, guitar, or whatever it is. Yeah, cutter, gutter, cutter, cutter. Yeah, right. however you pronounce it. What Q U A T A R? That cutter. sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. But, okay, uh, I, th- I was thought they were more Western than anything else. Well, yeah, but I, I still think that uh, there's there's that Islamic uh, belief that runs in the country that. You know, you're supposed to help your fellow Muslims and not kill them. That's, yeah, so, yeah. Unless they get in your way and, you know. Like, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> unless your name is Saddam Hussein and you're attacking, yeah. Then. Yeah, I mean, it's a whole different game then, Ken, because. Uh, then we'll call you, America, right. Yeah, then, then you call America and let them kill somebody. <laughs> Which we do a fairly good job of when we, once we crank we're, up and get going. It we're just pretty efficient once we get going, yeah. We, yeah, it just takes us a while to get get it started but i told you last week in, in okinawa which is the um, one of the big islands in the archipelago on southern uh, japan uh, the the battle for okinawa went on for several months from what i understand and and uh, over 200,000 maybe 240,000 japanese troops and civilians were killed half of that 200 plus thousand were civilians who were starved or uh, fell uh, to the bombing and uh, or were killed by the Japanese soldiers themselves, and they were part of Japan at that time, Ken. Some of them just killed themselves. They had been indoctrinated to the point where Americans, they, they had been told Americans were going to do some unbelievable bad things to them, so they just killed themselves. Well, I think there were people that, uh, you know, I, I don't know if that's actually true. That's what we have learned, but when I went to the museum there, they gave other reasons, like uh, uh, they thought it was hopeless, and uh, you know they didn't have any food, and 
uh, you know, the Japanese were threatening to kill him, and so they said, to hell with it, and just jump off a cliff. Okay. Well, it's all very sad. Yeah, it's, it is sad. And, uh, but there are no innocents in war. That's the problem. I mean, you, know, you start something like this, and uh, what, do you, what do you want the Israelis to do? Let you bomb them? <laughs> I mean, they're not going to do that. Of course not. They're going to fight back. They're going to self-preservation, like we've talked about here before. Yeah, that's the first law. If you don't get that one down, the rest of the day is shot. That's exactly. Yeah. Uh, you're going to take a missile right up the old dairy. Yes, uh, you are. So That hurts. When you start it, something like that, you got to expect a you know, return fire. Mm-hmm. So the nice couples that we met on the cruise and we visited with them, and I did the show from, from uh, uh, Wayne's Rooftop last week. Uh, Sounds like a club. Yeah. <laughs> Come on down to Wayne's Rooftop. Wayne's Happy Rooftop. Happy hour. <laughs> and his wife, Sheena, she's got uh, a childhood diabetic. She is a childhood diabetic, di- diabetic and she's got uh, chronic renal failure, and she's going to need a kidney transplant. So I'm trying to help them and see if there are any resources that they could come over to the States and get a kidney because the wait time in uh, Singapore for a kidney is 10 years. Oh, wow. And here it's three to five years. And you have to uh, meet uh, more stringent criteria. I guess they have fewer kidneys to go around for the population, but. Uh, Not a good donor program, apparently. Well, you know. With all those you, people, you think they'd have plenty of them, but. Yeah, but they don't have murders. They don't have uh, motorcycle accidents like we ah, do. Yeah. I mean, really, if you think about it, a, a gunshot wound to the head without injuring the brain stems is a good organ donor. You know, the heart and the lungs are still working, and uh, so we can get organs from 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 people like that. And uh, uh, there's there's a lot of opportunities in the United States that probably don't exist in other parts of the world. Now, you could probably go to Thailand or Indonesia uh, and find somebody, pay somebody to donate a kidney. That's that's a possibility. But then you're you're throwing yourself in, into their health care system because they're uh, they're going to want to do the, the surgery there and uh, don't know how good of a system it is. I'm, I'm sure there are good hospitals in Indonesia and in Thailand, but uh, uh, I would doubt that there are many. That, that's just my guess. I may be wrong. Uh, but but donors are, all, are quite common for kidney operations, family yeah. members, things like that. So I'm, yeah. I'm surprised that there's such a long wait in China, but maybe the families aren't that big anymore. They don't have enough. Uh, they're not having enough children. And uh, they're adopting more and more of, a, of an American health care system, Ken, with the uh, HMO uh and then uh, private insurance. Uh, so you get public health insurance and you can get all the basic care you need and you can get in the queue for a new hip or a new knee. But if you want to uh, jump the line, then you got to have private insurance. I sat next to an orthopod from Singapore on the flight home. Uh, he was flying up to South Korea for a vacation, Seoul, South Korea. They really liked Seoul, South Korea, he and his wife. And she's a gerontologist and he's uh he's an orthopedic surgeon and we were talking about the systems and you know they're having a lot of the same problems we're having we were talking about the hospitals and how the administrators are all a bunch of uh you know liars and, <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and he's moving to another hospital and he's 
You sounded like some of the surgeons over here. They'll be sorry when I'm gone. <laughs> any rate. So they so have like point. a Medicare uh, Advantage program over there in China, huh? But this is Singapore. Singapore, rather. Yeah, China, they they, they have a health care system, uh, which I think is fairly universal. I don't know if you can get secondary insurance in China. I just don't know enough about their health care there. Well, I guess but, if you're rich enough, you can get anything you want in China. Yeah, especially get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And yeah. that's where, you know, 70% of Singapore are ethnic Chinese and their families started moving in the last uh, two centuries uh, to get out of China and uh, move to the Malay Peninsula and work, they, work their way down to the tip and, um, you know, have a better opportunity, better lifestyle than in China, especially after Mao took over. You know, things were in such chaos. A lot of people got out. If they had any money, they scrammed, amscrayed. Anyway, uh, so, it's so nice to be, live in America. It really is. Yeah, as long as we maintain it. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and Biden's talking about he wants to end hate crime. What percentage of crime is hate crime? Oh, very small. I mean, less than 1%. I would percent, think so, yes. One-tenth of 1%. One How about ending other crime? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> How about protecting me when I go out at night? That would be nice. It'd be nice. And it can take, you know, take some lessons from the Singaporeans. Oh, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I, I'll tell you what, if I had money and a job, I'd probably move over there and hang out for a while. That's too hot. It's That's the problem. You're right on the equator. So it's it's like Florida summers only most of the year. Yeah, no, it's, that's, it goes on it, too long there. At least we get a nice it, break here. Yeah, they have a little break with the monsoons and then early winter but other than that not a buddy not a and you did you did not get to vietnam right is that what you said last week we did not the damn hurricane blew right through right close to hong kong and kept us out of hong kong for half of a day and then it went right over the little peninsula that uh sticks off of southern china and that uh, helps define the gulf of tonkin which is the gulf that uh, vietnam and china form and so it blew right into the Gulf of Tonkin, and so the Vietnamese shut down all their ports. So we didn't go to Vietnam. But fortunately, I found Mustafa's discount store in Singapore, and I was able to get some new underwear and socks. <laughs> <laughs> and I, by the way, I got a, I got a really nice tripod for my uh, video camera, Ken, and I was shocked. It was like 35 bucks. Well, that's a know. deal for any tripod. Oh yeah, just uh, I paid more than that with shipping just for a foot plate to replace on one of these tripods I picked up cheap somewhere. But uh, so you could get some good deals, but you had to shop. Now, other things were not so cheap. So, well, uh, what's the cost of food there, and then just the groceries, that kind of thing? Did you get into a, any stores? Yeah, it's a little bit more expensive, but uh, you know you can go and eat at a Korean restaurant, and it's still pretty cheap. Uh, you get a pretty good meal. Uh, but uh, Japan is where things are cheap right now because the yen's so upside down with the dollar. Oh my gosh, we were shocked. I mean, we we're like, damn, we, we brought two thousand dollars that we cashed it or converted to yens, and we didn't use it all. And we were handing tips out to everybody and cabs everywhere. And, and so, hotels fairly reasonable. I'm sorry. Hotels, fairly reasonable? Oh, very reasonable, very reasonable. We stayed in, in Odaiba, 
and we were right on the water, uh, looking at, across the uh, the bay at the city and uh, beautiful uh, rainbow bridge, and the the uh, the dinner cruise ships would come down in the evening, and they were all lit up and just drop dead gorgeous. And the hotel, it was a Hilton, and really nice. And uh, damn, I lost my signal again. I don't know what's with my video camera. At any rate, you'll just have to put up with me, folks. We can hear you. You can hear me, but you can't see me on Facebook or YouTube. But I'm still here for you. You can hear me on Facebook and YouTube. You just can't see me. So at any rate, uh, I would say, Ken, that that was one of the nicest hotels I've ever stayed at. They treated us like king and queen and we had a gorgeous suite and uh the food was good and and it was unbelievably cheap i mean i think we paid like 300 dollars a night for a suite really yeah yeah wow I mean, that's because you were in a resort obviously well and i think it also is because the end's upside down so it probably would have been uh, but i mean it's a really nice place for 300 bucks oh it was beautiful beautiful and it had a brand new mall right next door to it that you just you just walked right across the uh, breezeway and you were there and uh, they had all kinds of upscale stores and we even got some clothes at uh, the gap and they had a discount going on and they also uh, if you were a foreigner you didn't have to pay any taxes as long as you had your passport and they scanned it and then there were some other incentives. So I mean, we got like $50 pair of pants for 15 bucks. <laughs> All right. I'm and going to Japan. Doc, you know, Doc, he likes he likes a deal. <laughs> All right. I have to fly over there. So at any rate, we're trying to find uh, some assistance for Sheena to get a kidney. Now, there is a number of resources available if people are interested. If you have somebody who needs a kidney and needs financial support, and so there's a, a website called uh, Finance Financial Resource Guide, the American Transplant Foundation, and you can go there, American Transplant Foundation, and you can you can get a whole list of charities and organizations that can help with uh, with kidney transplants. But uh, so we're trying to see what we can do to help her get a kidney. Nice girl. Well, nice we can work something out there. Yeah, they were really sweet to us. They were really nice. Have they been here before? They have not been to the States. Uh, Wayne has traveled around the Orient uh, extensively, and I think he's been in Australia and uh, maybe some uh, maybe a, some of the European countries with uh, British Petroleum. He's a port auditor, so I'm assuming that he goes into the ports and checks the books to see uh, what shipping has come in and out and payments were made and all that and make sure the books balance. Well, so we have is, ports here. Maybe he'd like to stay. Yeah. Well, I don't, does BP, do they do a lot of business here? I think probably do. Yeah. Yeah. I know we've got some, uh, some of their gas stations here, but who knows? I mean, it's all, uh, who knows who actually owns those. Uh, they, they may be owned privately and uh, just true. Yeah. Like a franchise from BP, get the name. But, you know, the oil, you don't know where it's coming from because they, they. Well, in this day and age, he probably could do his job anywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure he could. But he still has to have some hands on. So they're headed up to Seoul, South Korea next month. Uh, he's got to do some work up there. You know, the, they got a big port in, in, in Busan. And also uh, they've got a corporate office there, BP in Seoul. 
Well, I hope you can help her out with a kidney. So I'm using mine. Otherwise, I, you know, jump in. Well, you know, you've already got, you only have one here. So I, I <laughs> that's right. Although we could take the kidney out of the side of the good ear, and that might baffle you. <laughs> Why not? Everything else comes out of there. <laughs> so, so I had this guy come in the office this week, Ken. You, you cannot believe this guy. He was born with a one ear deformed. It doesn't really work. And the other work ear, at all, no. The other, the other ear is all clogged up, and so we clean his ear out. Guess what's in his ear? He lost his hearing aid a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> there were two caps in there, two of these little caps that go on the end of a hearing aid piece. Somehow then, got lodged in there one years ago. Somehow? What do you mean somehow? You I don't know how they got stuck in there. Don't you lie to me. I, it's not like I pushed them down in there. But it, last, Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but last Thursday, I couldn't hear a thing, so I had to call the doc, and he's pulling this stuff out. When he started pulling out my car keys from 1978, that's when I said, okay, I think we're finally getting to the end of this. Yeah, yeah. So now we have to send him to an ear, nose, and throat doctor and see if there's anything else down there because I don't have the dissecting microscope and the long tools to go down and grunge around in his ear without poking a hole in his eardrum. I may not need a hearing aid at all. It's just it's all clogged up, you know. Once yeah. we clean yeah, it out. Well, you're supposed to take the old hearing aid out before you put the new one in, Ken. Oh, I'm a see. Nobody explained it to me. <laughs> So, yeah, we were there for about 45 minutes cleaning my ear out here last Thursday. And, by the way, if you're planning a trip uh, around the world outside of the United States, uh, everybody, all the countries are going to these biometrics uh, so that uh, you have to fill out a form in advance. And uh, not only do they scan your passport now, but they want your picture, your face, and your thumbprints. And that's going to be worldwide. Some so, prints. Why do they want your you want your prints? I don't, yeah, know, I don't know if I like print. that at all. Yeah, well, I mean, if you want to travel, that's the way it is. We had to do that uh, in uh, in uh, Japan and in uh, Singapore, Hong Kong. I don't think we had to do it in Hong Kong. I can't remember. But uh, well, if you want an ID on somebody, that's the way to go, I guess. Yeah, and uh, you know, we're we're all being tracked all over the world. And these cameras, these facial recognition cameras now, if you commit a crime and, you know, you get your picture taken when you go into Japan, you commit a crime, they just zip up the facial recognition from one of their security cameras and bam, they got you. Yeah. So I, I didn't rob any banks while I was in Japan. <laughs> Good idea. That. <laughs> so well, we, maybe we need more of that here. Maybe that would help our crime problem. Yeah. Well. Probably unconstitutional, though. You know, I think we're going to the same thing. I think it's uh, like a worldwide. Uh, um, no, I mean domestically, not internationally. Just take, a, take everybody's fingerprints. That sounds unconstitutional. I've had this debate with people and, uh, you know, doctors back in the 90s were all upset because Florida said, now you got to get fingerprinted if you want a medical license. And they're like, why do we have to be fingerprinted? This is an infringement on our privacy. And, and I'm like, well you know, the physical therapists and the nurses and everybody else have to get fingerprinted. And my argument was very simply, uh, if we can keep one sociopathic doctor out of Florida, uh, then then it's worth it. And my other um, sentiment on this was, uh, it's probably going to be stuck in a drawer somewhere up in Tallahassee. And, you know, maybe 30 years from now, they'll scan it into a computer and by then, hell, I'll be dead. So who cares? <laughs> 
<laughs> What's the difference? If you got nothing to hide, don't worry about it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it also helps with, with people that are falsely accused, uh, as we've seen with DNA. Sure. I mean, people say, I don't want my DNA uh, on file anywhere. Why not? It might keep your ass out of jail. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the, true. And now the Israelis are going to go into this uh, bombed out uh, northern Gaza Strip and go house to house fighting. And I guess a lot of these special forces guys say they hate they hate city fighting, block to block, room to room, and uh, it's a good good area for snipers and and IEDs and booby traps. And I guess they booby trapped some of the uh, some of the bodies that they left uh, after they went in Hamas and into Israel and they booby trapped some of the bodies and, and left them, the dead bodies and left them there. So yeah. people went to pick them up and they blew up. Well, the Japanese did that as well. So yeah, it's, it's a war. It's war folks. That's the way it's going to be. It's yeah. It's a dirty war. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it's on television. But you know, you bomb out, you bomb out all these buildings and you're creating a, a really good, uh, defensive position for people you know we did that at the at, at monte casino in world war ii it was a roof it was a, a, a mountaintop uh seminary building uh abbey that was built i don't know 1500 years ago and uh the americans thought that the germans they had the gustav line that went across italy to try to defend the, the northern part of the country from the invading uh, allied forces and and we thought that they were using that hilltop for for uh or that that abbey for uh offensive purposes actually they had their gun emplacements a little bit lower than the actual building itself but we bombed that building flat well guess what the germans said hey thanks and <laughs> the german soldiers went up there and you know they took up defensive positions as we went up the hill you know, machine guns and all that. And so we lost a lot of men there. Yeah. You never know. You never know. But uh, it, it it does create a defensive position when you have a lot of buildings that are damaged and destroyed, as, as we saw in Fallujah and different places. So I don't know. Well, I wouldn't want to be an Israeli soldier right now, to tell you the truth. No. So we're sending over uh, some new missiles to uh, the Ukraine. They seem to be working out so far. Yeah, they're these uh, anti-personnel missiles. They're called the Long Range Army Tactical Missile System and at Atacams, something like that. They look pretty sophisticated. They they're they've got control mechanisms in them. It looks like they're uh, uh, probably faster than. Um, than a a cruise missile, uh, more streamlined, and they've got uh, a guidance system in them, and they've got these 950 little bomblets that come out of the, the nose cone, 950. So that should put a little little fear into the into the Russian boys over there. That'll put a dent in your day, yeah. Yeah, I mean, their their panties will be dirty when they yeah. see this thing's coming, that's for sure. Doc, we got about 45 seconds left. You want to talk about the business a little bit? Oh, the business. I'm back. I have to go back to work. I hate it. I'm not going to love it. But we are Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic. Uh, we see Americans. We see visitors and foreigners and Canadians. And we have telemedicine. 
we do a little bit of everything, cardiology, general medicine. Come on in and see us, and we're picking up new patients every day. I'm glad to help you. I'm at 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. And we do have telemedicine. It's pretty active, too. I had two uh, COVID cases uh, just, just when I got home. All right, Doc, let's say bye-bye, buddy. Bye-bye, buddy. <laughs> see you next week. Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at CanCareClinic. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.